With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Dear Lord, this evening we'd like to speak to you, Father, about your name. Dear Lord, the mystery of the good name of God. Dear Lord, we, we know that this is a fantastic thing. And I pray, Lord, that you help the people to understand the message that I'm going to try to speak. And dear Lord, we pray that it's confirm, confirmed from you, from the scriptures. Dear Lord, I believe it's a marvelous thing what you've done with your name and how it's been a mystery all these times. And lots of people, the, the church especially, knows that many of the Jewish people write like the word God in English. They write it G-D. Lord, the people don't understand the real reason why, and I don't believe that the people of Israel understand the real reason why, because they do not understand your words. And I'd like to discuss that with you tonight, dear Lord, so the people begin to understand the greatness of this, and they'll, I believe, want to do this, and they'll write it a different way, and probably all of us should change the way we do things. Because there's a mystery here that's so phenomenal, so great, and so wonderful that if the people understood it, they would just rejoice in the joy of it. Lord, you do many things that you show the people and you've hidden or you conceal it from them openly. Lord, the the name of God is, is one of these that celebrates this concealment. It celebrates the fact that your words we take our words that we speak every day in the English language, Spanish, German, Italian, Arabic, Chinese, all these names, dear Lord, all these words that we speak, they're the same word, but we speak it in a different language. Lord, you did that for us as an example. Everything you do for us is a testimony of what we should be looking for. And Lord, it's like, it's, it's really a wonderful thing. Just this verse. And Proverbs 25, 2, it says, It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings to search out a matter. And you tell us, Lord, that you want us to be kings and priests before you. So you want us to be glorified in the fact that we seek out these things that you've concealed so marvelously. Lord, I pray that the people kind of begin to grasp What I'm talking about, you want us to be kings. You want us to seek out that which is concealed. Lord, there are people doing wonderful things right now, exposing the world government, exposing the law system, exposing the birth certificates, exposing the the way that the law is twisted and everything in the world. But still, we're not seeking out what is really important. These things help us, helps us to understand that the devil has twisted what you've done for greatness. He's twisted it for evil and done great damage to us. And of course, the people want to overcome that. It's it's a natural reaction of somebody slaps you in the face, you almost want to hit them back. 
Well, when they steal from you and, and do evil things to you and do the things of our, like twisting the the food and, and putting the GMO food and the, the vaccines to sterilize us and all these things that they've done to us. When they do those things, that's terribly evil and they need to be stopped. But we have no power to stop them as long as we allow these things to go on. And we cannot overcome those until we get to understand your name. But people don't realize that your name is so important. You know, it says that we are to love you greater than all things. Above all, love you. And we don't understand why exactly. We think we do, but we don't understand why. Because, dear Lord, you say right here, it's the glory of God to conceal a matter. The glory of kings is to search out a matter. I want to try to get the people to understand, dear Lord, something marvelous that you showed to Moses in Exodus 3, where you tell him what your name is. When he asks, who should I say sent me? And you give him a wonderful answer. And then again, in Revelation 19, you say the same thing a different way. And it's marvelous. But the people don't understand it. And Lord, I pray that you'll help me, dear Lord, to speak this tonight. Lord, I pray that the people understand. You anointed me with your sword back in June 8th, 1985, 1.31 in the morning. It's the same sword that you want to give to the people at this time. It's that sword of anointing that is going to give us the right to uncover these great treasures and overcome the world. And Lord, I pray that they'll understand that they'll want this, they'll seek it out. You know, Peter said, or Paul said, we need a preacher. We need to, we need to be, the words need to be done for something. And you are that great teacher. You do the way of the words so that we were able to receive the words because a law of God is that we have to enable this in each other. And we, it says very clearly, for example, in Proverbs one twenty three, that if we will turn to you, you'll pour out your spirit upon us and cause us to know, know your words. But we first have to hear the words that are being called out, which is what it says in Proverbs one twenty to 22. <clears throat> Lord, this is marvelous. <clears throat> Excuse me. But <clears throat> it's very important we grasp this. It, it is so important. Let me just get to the the heart of this. There is a, a statement I'd like to read real quickly in Ecclesiastes 7, 1 to 4. It says, A good name is better than precious ointment, and the day of death better than the day of ruin's birth. Better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting, for that is the end of all men, and the living will take it to heart. Sorrow is better than laughter, for by a sad countenance the heart is made better. The heart of the wise is the house of mourning, mourning being M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. And but the heart of fools is in, is in the house of mirror. That's a complicated verse. I'm not going to explain it right now. But if the people will meditate on that, they'll begin to understand something. It's, it's like what you said. The glory of God is to conceal a matter. The glory of kings is to search out a matter. We need to understand what he's really saying. He's saying to look for what is hidden. See, Lord, you always said that your way is you turn um, 
you turn all things to good. All things. And and you make it known in the way that you teach knowledge in Isaiah 28, 9 to 13, that you purposely lead the people on to a point, and dear Lord, knowing that they will not understand, because they will not, you know, they can't see, they're not looking in the right way, they're not understanding something very important. So therefore, they're going to go a little ways, they're going to stumble and fall back, just like Adam and Eve stumbled and fell back when they ate the fruit, when he told them not to. Because they're they're always going against your instruction. Your instruction is that we are to believe on your words and follow after you. But we don't believe on your words because it's just like you told them in John 8, 43 to 47, that they can't understand your speech because they will not discern your words. If they don't understand your words, then they can't. Um, they are not able to understand the ways of the kingdom of God. See, what I explained before many times in the last two weeks is that your words are higher than our words. But you're not blocking us from getting those words. You're only requiring that we ask for it and we seek it with all our heart because you only give what's holy into a holy vessel. So if we will not set ourselves apart from the world's, if we don't want your holiness, your way, your special way, as it is in the kingdom of heaven, then we're not going to get it because we're still trying to fight the world. You know, if this is a day when the world does not have a right to hold kingdom, they don't have a right to hold government. They don't have a right to give us licenses. They don't have a right to to mount an army and, and cause us to go into it. And in fact, they don't have a right to hold the gold. And come this winter, they're going to have to give it up because you're going to cause them to give it up. And come next spring, when the morning of the day of the Lord comes, if they haven't given it up by then, great punishment's going to come on them. The wrath of you is going to come all over them. They're going to begin to understand this because you're going to show them. Lord, the wonderful thing that you've done is you've shown us your ways in everything that you do. You said all the creation bears witness to your ways. Well, one of the things is you don't even leave yourself out of that. You show us your way in yourself. In your name. And that's what Moses was asking. And we should want to know this. What is your name? Because if we set ourselves apart from the world, you're going to do something. Revelation 19, 11 to 16 says, you know, you have a name on you that nobody understood. Then he tells what the name is. (laughs) This is the same thing Moses, what you do with Moses. And I'll explain this to the people here in a minute. But what it's saying is that He had a name written. No one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. See, when you dipped it in blood, what happened? You paid the price so that the temple veil would be torn and the Holy of Holies would be opened so we could go right in and get the knowledge of the words of God. And you're telling us this in Revelation 19, 11, uh, 12 to 13. You said his eyes were like a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood and his name is called the word of God. (laughs) Right there. A name written. It's the word of God. See, but we're to write it. And the reason why we write it, the way that you're going to show us to write it, is that, you know, when people say Yahweh and these things, we're not, we shouldn't really say Yahweh. 
we should write it like the Jews write it with a dash, and they don't really understand why, what it's meaning. Well, they, they believe it's meaning he's the creator, he's got all these things and does good. But they don't really understand that what you're doing is you're showing us that your words are higher than ours. Like we could take the word good, and it means something totally different in heaven than it does in our earthly languages. The word truth is something totally different in the language, pure language of the kingdom of heaven. The word cloud, totally different. The word bow, totally different. The word night, totally different. See, many of the people of the world know that the, the pagan people and, you know, the devil always does the same as you, except in the opposite, he gives evil. He gives evil works at 3 o'clock in the morning, which is the same time you pour out your knowledge of good from heaven, and in the morning it's made known to those who rise early and seek it. See, they do the Satan has to do it in the opposite way because there's no truth allowed in him. And he's already lost his dominion in the second heaven. He's been cast down to the earth. So he's already defeated. From the day of the Lord to the beginning of the day of the Lord, Babylon's fallen. But the people are still chasing Babylon. They're still trying to negotiate with Babylon. They're still trying to come out of Babylon by filing paperwork and so on. There's a better way. There's a better way. There's a better way of getting busy. It's faster to bring forth your kingdom than it is to fight the world system. It would take forever to get the people to file enough paperwork to get to get themselves freed from the world. But it can take just a month or so, any time, for the people. That's almost not, no time at all. For the people to come forth and bring the kingdom of God on earth because it's the appointed time. All they have to do is get his language. Because if you will hear the words of his voice and believe on the promises of God, as he says in John 5, 24, you'll pass through these judgments and have eternal life. What's that mean? You'll be part of the kingdom of God because it's time for the kingdom of God to come on earth as it is in heaven. And the kingdom of God is a government. It's a law. It overrides all those other laws. He's going to take the right of authority away from them, take away all their positions and titles, all their authority. They don't have a divine government. They don't have a divine law. They don't have any. They're not free from anything. They're going to go into captivity because God is going to put them in his prison. He's going to bring them and separate them apart and bring his plagues upon them, just like he did in Egypt. So that's what he's doing at this time. Now, let me go to this thing with um, what I've told you right here in Revelation 19, 11, and 16 is the same thing in reality of what the Lord did for um, Moses. And I am sending notes out with the with the writing. I mean, with this audio, I'll have the notes posted by tomorrow. And Lord, and then what is happening here is it's something very interesting. When when Moses saw the 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 bush, the burning bush at Mount Sinai, and he went over there and looked at the mount. I mean, he looked. At, he wanted to go and look at that bush. When he approached it, the Lord said, "Don't come any closer. This ground is holy ground. Take your sandals off." And what he was talking about here is, this is the word of God. That bush was not going to burn. See, the Lord showed me a tsunami coming. And it was it was like in Ohio. And it was coming, and uh, it was, I don't know, 100 feet tall. It was coming, the whole East Coast was coming in a tsunami. But when that tsunami was pushed back, when when you started receding it, not even the leaves of the trees were gone. See, God can restore everything. His power is over everything. He controls everything. And he controls every limb. And the green leaves are for the healing of the nations. They mean something. Green is the counsel of the Lord. 
we are his branches. And when we speak forth, when we produce green leaves, what we're doing is we are speaking forth the counsel of the Lord. See, he told us in Deuteronomy that we are at this time to make known we're to proclaim the name. Excuse me, Jeremiah 50. We're to proclaim the Lord. We're to proclaim the times. We're to proclaim the fact that Babylon has fallen and why it's fallen, why it has no authority to exist. And, you know, all the idols are going to fall to powder. God tells us that. All these things are going to happen when the Lord's word is sent out with the whirlwind. And when that comes, these idols are going to fall down to powder. But the people have to come out and serve God and believe. He wants to know where's our faith, where's our hearing of the word. Faith comes by hearing, hearing comes by the word of God. Now, let me tell you the mystery of the word of God. See, what the Lord is telling us is the name of God is symbolic of God. See, the name of God, every name in the Bible represents the work they're to do. Jesus was to come and make known the uh, words of God. And the work of the Father is that we believe on him whom we sent. That's in John 6, 29. So he's going to write his name on us in Revelation 19. He's telling us this. That's what he's going to do for us. Excuse me, Revelation 14. He's telling us that he's going to write the name. He's going to seal us up. He's going to write his name on our forehead. And Jesus, the name he's talking about is the word of God that we don't know right now. Why don't we know it? Because we have not recognized that Jesus said his thoughts are bigger than ours. They're greater than ours. His ways are bigger than ours. And how are those things formed? In words. So his words are higher than us. His words are, uh, he says that heaven and earth will pass away, but his words will never pass away. So we have to recognize that there are words that are set up high in a way. And that is why the Lord tells us, do not write my name. You can mention it, but you write it a different way. Rashi, the, the rabbi, explained the fact that the way the, the the text is written, it's that we are to spell it Y-H-V-H. That's, um, you know, the, the way the Lord has, has got it spelled out for us, that we should do it that way. And if we do it that way, we're going to be honoring the Lord. And I, I've explained that in the writing I sent out a few days ago, and I'm going I'm to send it with the notes here, why you should do it, and what does it really mean? See, we just pronounced those letters. And the reason why, and we write it that way, we shouldn't just say the name the way we do. We take God and just say God all the time. We should call him the Father. He is the only Father. It's Yad Hey Vav Yehei. That that's really his name. We could spell it, and we'd be better off. And the reason you do that is that there's a mystery, and the mystery is that he conceals a matter. It's the glory of God to conceal a matter, and it's it, what we're doing when we say that that way to Him. We're asking Him. We want to know, Lord. These words that you've hidden, the words that are greater. We want to understand them because you told us that if we would turn to you. 
in Proverbs one twenty three that you will pour out your spirit upon us and cause us to know your words. Because it's only the spirit of truth that can make known these words to us. In John fourteen fifteen to seventeen it tells us he can't enter us, the spirit of truth can't enter us if we're still of the world. If we're still trying to seek ourselves freedom from the world and the way of the world using their own paperwork, then we're not really of the kingdom of God yet, if you think about it. That's what I'm trying to say. I love the fact that people are doing that. I love the fact that they're understanding, but they don't understand the kingdom of God. It's time for the kingdom of God to come. It's time to get his words that overcome the world that have power in them. Their words and even their paperwork that if you get those things, oh, they give you power. It's evil power. It's deceit. Even freedom of their system is deceit. You're joining their fraternity, basically. You're not really gaining anything. You haven't gained nothing in the kingdom of God. Uh, You became smarter than the average man, absolutely. But we got to get, our passion should be for all the people. And I know these people's intent is very good. But that's not helping. It helps a little. But if you really want to help the people, let them understand. Bring forth the kingdom of God now because it's a point in time. It's now. And what I'm trying to point out is the name itself of the word of God is actually testifying of these words. And what he's saying is, my words are higher than yours. My name is higher than yours. You can't understand my name because my name is the words that have the promises that I established from the foundations of the world, before the foundations of the world, and they're brought forth. See, he framed all his works that he was ever going to do in his words, and then he created the Lord and gave him the authority with his words. And he spoke them forth. He was the first thing created. But God, you know, that's why the Lord said he's the word of God. He's got all the words in him. It only takes one word to overcome the world. When Jesus was pouring out the garden of Gethsemane, he said, they said, should we take a sword? They said, we only have one. And he said, that's enough. See, one word of God overcomes all the words of Satan. You can establish and overcome all things through one word. But you first must have in your heart that you're going to follow the Lord and trust him. And you must not care about this world. You must not care that if you die or not, if you go to paradise or not. These these judges that, you know, it's like even in the news, they talk about if, if Obama or Trump really came out and told the truth about the people behind the system, they'd kill him. He should not worry about that. It's greater to enter the kingdom of heaven, but because if he doesn't come into the kingdom of heaven, if he's shamed of his word and shamed of um, relying on God, then he won't go into the kingdom of heaven and he's lost everything and he's going to become a worm. Right now, he's got the greatest of everything. He's got a gold house. He's got all these things, towers of wealth, riches. He's got nothing because this is the time of the coming of the kingdom of God and all those who have all those things are going to lose them Within the next year, they're going to lose everything, everything, including their health, their body. They're going to have boils all over their body. They're going to lose their hair. They're going to lose their sexual organs. They're going to lose their limbs. They're going to lose all those things are coming to them because this is the appointed time. Read it. It's in the scriptures. But what I'm trying to say is if we will honor God, if we will say his name the way it's supposed to be, and you can read the the notes I have with this. There's a lot of things covered in there, but it's, it's telling you this. And why they do that and what we're doing. See, if we want to honor God, 
And we all want to honor that his words are higher than our words. His language is higher than ours. Remember in Zephaniah 3, 8, 9, he's going to come and divide the people into his kingdoms. And Paul tells us in 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 to 11, that the people are either of the light or of the darkness. And see, God made it a law in Genesis 1 that the darkness is separated from the light. They can't have the light. He tells us in John 9, 4, 5, that in the night, and we're in the night, we're in the last five months of the night, the best I can understand. So in that night, he's going to take away his light from those of the world. And that's what happens in the morning because the night, and that's what he's telling you in Isaiah 21, 10 to 12, the night is coming and the day is coming. See, those of the, of the, of the judgment, of the separation judgment, right before the morning comes, they're going to stay in darkness. They're not going to have the words of God. They will not be able to call on them. They will not be able to be healed. And the plagues and stuff are going to come upon them. And if they complain, they'll get it worse. You, it's like he says in Isaiah, you or Amos, I'm sorry, you better not speak against the word of God because it, it, you'll get the plagues even worse. Don't mention his name. See, people don't understand what that means. Don't mention his name. Uh, understand that the name of God, Y-H-V-H, that, that name is special. When you, when you don't say it the way they do it, I mean, the way you mention it, you mentioned the way of the name. What he, what it's doing is it's concealing the fact that his name's higher than ours. People don't know it here because we got into the the, the language, the pure language of the King of Heaven. And Zephaniah three eight nine, like I started to say, is he's going to come and he separate the people into his kingdoms, light and darkness, and then he's going to cause all of them to walk in a pure language, even the ones under punishment. They won't be able to speak his language, but they're going to receive the punishments because of what they've done. Because it tells you in the Bible that the Lord is going to come and punish those by their works that they've done. That's the Father. The punishment of the words of God is going to punish them for the works that they've done. The evil works. They're going to get the punishment for that. And all those that walk in fornication with them, like those in emergency management clergy teams, they're going to receive those plagues too. Because they've walked with those fornicating with the devil. As I've told you, I've sat in meetings at the highest levels of DHS. And, and they admitted that they're funded, approved by the Crown Trust. Evil people. <clears throat> so when, when Moses was given that name, uh, the Lord, he tells them, um, and I'm not going to read it, I give it to you in the notes, because I am not good at pronouncing the, the Hebrew, but uh, if you go to Exodus um, 3.13 and 14, Moses said to God, Behold, I, I come to the children of Israel, and I say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? See, the people at that time knew that the name means the work to, to, to do. That's what we don't understand. The names represent the work that they're given to do, the blessing of what they're given. When they're born, they're, they blessed them with a name. It had a meaning to it. I've explained this in the tribes, the 12 tribes recently. I've given you charts on that, explaining the names and so forth, and the blessings given to them. And, it, and so the Lord is responding him in that way. This is the name. He says, Aya, Asher, Aya, I will be what I will be. And he said, so shall you say to the children of Israel, Aya, I will be, has sent me to you. See, his word is, it never fails. In other words, when the word spoken now, he's talking about the words. He said, he's the words. That's why we call him the word in, in John 1, 1 to 5. He's the word of God. And that's what his name is in 
Revelation 19, 11. That's what he says, I will be. That's the same as the word. The word is never ending. It will always be the same. He's saying, my name is non-changing. My name is concealed. And Rashi goes on to explain when, when the Lord explains this to him in the next verses. He says, thus you will say to the children of Israel, the Lord. And that's, that's the one that Rashi says, that's spelling that they use there. And I put it down here, the way they did it. Um, the Yod, Hey, Vav, Hey. Uh, uh, that, that name is, is uh, pronunciation. It's not really a name. It's it's you pronounce those letters. The the spelling of it is what is left out. Is what he's saying. You mention this. That's why they said G dash D. That's good to do. He says God, your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. In other words, my name is this one that's hidden. It's concealed. The meaning of that name is the concealed one. See the words that he's trying to give these people, the people of Israel, even at that time when they were, they had lost the knowledge of the words. And so when he brought them out to Mount Sinai, he came and was on the mountain and he came with the thunder and the lightning and so forth. And he wanted to give them the words and they wouldn't receive it. We have to understand that the Lord in Revelation 10 tells us he's coming with the seven thunders now. And that seven thunders is going to cause the names, the words to be given to the people who will allow them to write it, allow the Lord to write it on their hearts, not in paper. See, in Ecclesiastes, I mean, uh, Ephesians 3, he's telling us he never wanted to give us written law. He wanted to write the law in our hearts. That's what the seven thunder does. It, it's like a, it, it comes in, it's like a sword, and it's going to circumcise your heart. The thunder is going to circumcise your heart. And he said, we must be cleansed. We must be set apart. He will not do that until we had the sacred assembly of Joel 2, 12 to 20. And then he'll set it apart. And then he will come with the seven thunders and give us this. Uh, uh, that, that's what he's saying. Don't write down what the words. He told John not to write it down. Because it's not for those of the world. It's for those who are set apart. What the seven thunders do. They're going to cleanse our heart. And they're going to give punishment to those, the plagues, because it's going to judge the hearts. It's going to come and punish those who are wicked and everybody that's walked with the world. And so it's going to separate and judge our hearts. The seven thunders is that. If our heart is evil, we're going to be punished for it. But if our heart is clean, we're going to be circumcised. And, you know, the the, the light is gone from those people. In other words, the light, which is the words of God, the entrance of his words gives light, Psalms 119, 130, will be taken away from those people. What I'm telling you here is that the Lord was saying the same thing as he's saying in Revelation 19. He's saying that the name is the concealed one because we can't understand his name until we set ourselves apart by the words that are higher than our words of the earth. We must want to understand these words that when they're spoken in the language of the kingdom of heaven, they overcome the world and they make all things all things consistent. That's why he said you can ask this mountain to be moved over to there and it'll be done. Because that's the words that are higher. That's the concealed words. That's what the name of God is symbolic of. I am this God. I am the God of these words. I am the God of these promises. And that's why you don't write it in the earthly language. 
the way we write. We're recognizing that his words are higher than ours. His promises are greater than ours, and they are set apart, and the world can't receive them, as he tells us in Second Corinthians 12, 1 to 4, and John 14, 15 to 17. I hope this helps you, and I hope you enjoy it. And I pray that you will read this and consider what is in the in the notes, as well as what uh, that. Just look at Exodus uh, three, uh, thirteen and fourteen and fifteen. Uh, it's just marvelous what the Lord has done there. I thank you, and may God bless you, Lord. Please make this known to your people. Pour out your Spirit. Let them understand this is true. In Jesus' name, Amen. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.